0: Hey everybody, this is JR Bell with I Got Your Sixth Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about crime, crime and crime of the century. This is a crime that never happened, but actually happened. Something that everyone, if you read your history books, would know about this. But first, let's get into it. It's moto time. Hey, remember this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Always remember, pay your bills. Tax time is coming up. Tax season is coming up in January. And that's the season to be season to be paying your bills. January comes, February, March, April. And April is tax season. April 15th, coming around the corner. So, it's tax time. Pay your bills. Remember, don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Always pay your bills. And remember, never quit your day job while conquering the world. My daddy always says that. And always do that. You can do whatever you want to do. You can achieve your dreams that you want to do. Just never quit your day job while conquering the world. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronica needs, BlackBlueElectronica.com. And remember, when you go there, look around. Look at some stuff. Hey, help out my podcast. The way you help out my podcast is by doing two things to support my podcast. Share, share the information of my podcast to your social media or just go to BlackAndBlueElectronica.com and just look around and buy something one or one or two items just buy something one item two items whatever buy something there's gonna be something in there just for you i put so i put a lot of stuff in there a lot of things in there just for you whatever you want there's something in there that you might need i say go there and check it out you will never know what you might find unless you go to black find the stuff that you might need Guaranteed that you'll find something in there you might need need a power cord need a charger Maybe you need a solar charger. Maybe you, need a, maybe you need a backup cell phone. I always say it's better to have more than less. You're not being a hoarder. No, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you never know. If you got an Android phone, if you got a phone that takes a SIM card, a GSM phone, this is the backup phone you need. And if you're looking to give someone a birthday gift, get them a, get them a GSM phone. It's good to have always good to have a backup phone i always say if you got kids or you got kids you got nieces nephews that need a phone get them one of them it's an inexpensive phone it's not costing you a thousand dollars eight or nine hundred dollars phone it's something that'll be more affordable for you and you get this phone it's a good quality brand new phone it's something that'll actually help you or it'll benefit you it'll help you save you a lot of money because if you're trying to mi- micro manage your money this is the perfect thing to do good thing to do to save you some some money help you out make sure that you can achieve your dream of being successful and also being more thrifty and more savvy and saving money because time saving money and management is good for you so go to blackblueelautronica.com also remember one thing from the movie Wall Street For he always says this Gordon Gecko says hey ladies and gentlemen you don't need me you want me And for lack of a better word, greed is good. And like in the movie Friday, what did Big Worm say to Smokey? He says, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. We don't do that. And don't play with my emotions. And remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting my money. Also, give a, crime, give a Crime Chronicle shout out to everyone out there. I want to give a special Crime Chronicle shout out. This one goes out to all the people out there that are working hard and struggling right now. This goes out, this Crime Chronicle goes out to all the single mothers out there that are out there and all the single mothers out there that are struggling because they're working and that are working and have kids. To all the single mothers, y'all are, y'all are the true, true OG. I want to give this out to you because you're a true OG, right? This shout goes out to you. And to all those ones out there that are in a relationship, yes, this chronicle goes out. This shout out goes out to you. If you're in a relationship with someone, it doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship with a man a woman, woman a woman, man man, whatever, whatever your lifestyle choices, it doesn't matter. If you're in love, you're in love. Love is love. And this goes out to you. Single mothers and people that are in love. This is the crime chronicles that 's what I do the OG shout outs and y'all are the two ogs because it takes a lot for anyone to deal with you if you are if you 're in a relationship and you 're the and you know that you 're in a relationship and you might have some issues some underlying issues people always say, what do you mean issues You might have issues that you don 't even know that you have there 's a lot of people out there that have baggage that they bring from previous relationships to the next. And that's why I give you the shout out, because if you can deal with that person's issues or you have the issues and they can deal with you, they, 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 you deserve to be called the OG. That who that shout out goes out to, because a lot of times people don't realize that they're the, they're the person with the issues or they're in a relationship with someone who has those issues. And you can deal with that or they can deal with you. You deserve that They deserve You or they deserve the OG Shout out That's what that is Alright Let's begin Like when I said This is a crime That should have never happened That actually happened To what I'm talking about This is what happened This is something that happened This is a crime That really happened Back in the early Back in the early 60s Back in the early Back in the early Back in the late '50, Back in the late 59 About 59 or something We were just finishing up The um, campaign war with um korea that's when the u.s went to war with north korea and south korea went to war with north korea what they did was the korean peninsula that's where um north korea it was invading south korea and south korea called called on to their allies for help the u.s military decided we're going to go help because that's what the u.s does they are a they are a big time ally and they go out and help other countries that need help i need help so they did and that's when they were helping them with North Korea and South Korea, the, the Korean conflict. It's called if you're a, if you're a Marine, they call that the Frozen Chosen of the Chosen Reservoir. That's where Marines went up to inch, went up all the way up went all the way up there to Pyongyang in the battle, and it was the Frozen Chosen because many, 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 many soldiers, airmen, Marines, and sailors lost their lives over there. People people don't realize that was a war. That was a frozen tundra war. Because I'm telling you right now, in the Marine Corps, um, Chesty, um, General Chesty Puller, he was general at the time. He got rank of general was over there. And and General Westmoreland was like, uh, uh, this is going to be over and this is going to be over real quick and I'm going to get this over real quick. Oh, this is not going to take no more than a couple of days. I say no more than a week. We're going to get this battle over. And it lasted longer than that. And he was also take. he was also um, removed from office, removed from command. Yeah, he was he was the first. He was the only five star general rarely ever get a five-star general The only time we had five-star generals that was during world war one and world war two as well as the korean war we had five-star generals we didn't have five-star generals in and um, vietnam i don't think we did you know but a lot of people were dying especially and they were i mean marines have a policy they see marines have this policy we learn from our mistakes um, the soldiers a lot of a lot of a lot of dead bodies were were left dead up there along the routes some they could they, they tried to bring most of them back but some of them they left and a lot of people were left over there dead and this was a sad thing to say but they did now the reason why I said about the crime that should have never happened was this is talking about the Vietnam War now the Vietnam War is the most controversial war that ever happened this is a controversial battle that ever happened what happened was SOG Special obs- special observation group, were a group of special ops men. They were men. They were they were design men that went over there to do observation and grouping. They were out there looking around and they were doing some observing, in in the Vietnam, in the areas of Vietnam near near Saigon, and Ho Chi Minh City and areas like that. And they were there to observe. Well, because the British, well, because the Dutch, the French. Had um, i think it was the dutch and the french had um, an outpost over there and a bunch of french people were getting killed and and then the north north vietnamese army the nva's nva stands for north vietnamese army or north yeah north vietnamese army were over there and and they went over they went to south korea invading the area because what it was ho chi minh was the father of all and he said that he was the father of loved he people would die for that man they would do anything for him because he was so beloved and that was an area where a lot of men died and then it was also another propaganda war and it was a, a war where contractors were getting rich senators congressmen Senators, congressmen, and people in political power were getting rich off of that war. Seriously, they were. They were getting massively rich. And how they were getting rich? They were getting these contracts, and they were building stuff, and they were supplying stuff over there. And here's one thing about it. Mclemore, McLemara Macklemore, McLemera, was, um, was, an, was a person who designed this war. And he, he said... And to Macle- they call it McNaira, McLemore, McLemore, McNamara, I, I, I always get that wrong. But I, you know, if you don't know, who, I'm, I have to look it up. And one day I'll look it up and, and I'll come a podcast back and I'll talk about it. But he created this, he, did, he had a meeting and he created this design where he wanted to put in people in the war. And he had a, he had a, he had a policy that he had, he had what you call R.A. and V.A. R.A. is called Regular Army. Those are the people that were drafted. They were drafted into the Army. Those were people that were drafted into the U.S. Army. And those were RAs. VAs were guys who volunteered to join the Army. I mean, they literally volunteered. They signed up and said, I'm going to help fight the war. I believe in the cause. Because the propaganda on the media was so righteous that they just spin into a way where they were saying that this war was there to help and aid but didn't realize what they were doing. So, that's what they were doing. And then they initiated the draft and that's when we had the peace protests, when we had the tons of protesters, people burning their draft cards. People were running. Did you know that people ran to Canada and Mexico to get away from being drafted into the military? To keep from going into the military, they ran to Mexico and they ran up north to um, Canada. To hide, to, to not be drafted. So many people, they were called draft dodgers. And people were, and, you know, America is this melting pot of people where we had this belief system that you, you do, you know, you honor your country, you serve. You know, it's not the baby boomers. You know, the baby boomers were the ones that actually volunteered to serve. And, the, you know, the term baby boomers is because when all the men came back from the war, they had all this heavy testosterone. And they were all amped up. They came back from the war and what they do? They populated the country. They started having babies and having lots of kids and stuff. Because, you know, and that's what they did. That's why they called that the baby boomers and stuff like that. Because they were from that generation and stuff. And then we had the peace loving, free spirited and stuff. And that's where like a good example. My dad, he went to Vietnam. My dad was a um, he was an RA. He was a draftee. He was drafted into the US Army. My dad never thought about joining the Army. My dad said he thought about joining the Marine Corps. He has what he told me. He said, I thought about joining the Marine Corps. But then he said he got drafted into the Army. Yeah, he served his time and stuff. And he had a little, he had a bunch of mistakes and stuff. A lot of people. And did you know, oh, here's something that was so controversy that they denied this until today, till years, years later, they just now uncovered these documents um, a, uh, a former retired um, colonel had uh, had a dossier in his files and stacks of papers. When he died, his family, you know, were cleaning out his stuff. And one of his grandkids saw this standing order paper where it said that, because his, his grandfather was a CID, was, was CID. CID stands for Criminal Investigation Division. They were like... They were, like the pol- they were like investigators in the police department, special investigators for the police, CID. And in Vietnam, they had a standing order. If any soldier, any soldier goes AWOL, you are to bring them back. But they had a thing where they said, if a darky goes AWOL, you are to shoot him on sight. Grab his dog tags and just say he's in say he was KIA killed in action and then bring the dog tax back a lot of people of color who went AWOL got killed innocently got killed and a lot of a lot of soldiers and airmen as well as sailors and marines got killed by their own people it was happening over there in vietnam i've read stories about how vietnam soldiers how soldiers were in vietnam how there there was this um there was this um there was this um recon there was this um patrol unit of the platoon they were they were they were told by their co by their by their lieutenant their platoon commander their platoon leader told them to go up that they were told to go up this hill this hill was an unconquered hill this was a hill that they could not conquer but but officers who just got out of college had never been in the jungle Have no business in the jungle because they haven't experienced the jungle. They're taking charge of the platoon, and they're and they're enlisted, which is their sergeants, their specialists, respect their specialists, their sergeants, their staff sergeants, sergeant first class. This is army terms because I I know about because this is what we're focused on this one army unit. And they went up there, and they were told to go up on this hill. Well, this Sergeant First Class looked at his officer, told his lieutenant, he said, excuse me, sir. He said, excuse me, lieutenant. He said, the way they said it in Vietnam, they say, excuse me, LT. He goes, what? Um, I really don't think we should go up that hill. Uh, that's, that's, that's like a that's like a death trap waiting for us. He says, well, we got our orders and we're going to do it. And we're going to go up this hill because I said so. Whatever. That's what happened. So LT, as they called him, Said we're going up there And these guys were like No He hasn't been in the But hey Gotta do what the LT says Because You follow your chain of command So these guys go up On this hill And they end up getting They end up getting massacred. Their platoon Got mauled Three Survived Staff sergeant Sergeant first class Three people got killed Three people got Three people survived A staff sergeant A sergeant first class And a And a And a buck private Buck Private was a radio man. He survived. And how he survived, he, story says he um, tripped. And when he tripped, he fell back. And when he fell back, that's when the hell broke loose. He tripped. He, he was coming up and he slipped. and He tripped over, over a branch or something and he fell back. And when he fell back, that's when the bullets started flying. Cause he heard something, like a And he heard that and then all of a sudden, bullets were flying. And they all were mauled. Staff Sergeant and Sergeant First Class and the uh, Buck Private, who was the radio man, got back down the hill. They had to go to another platoon because their platoon was wiped out. Their LT and all the rest of them were wiped out. Then all of a sudden, the company commander was like, what the hell? And his Staff Sergeant and the Sergeant First Class all said the same story. LT said, we got to go up this hill. He said, yeah, but that hill was... Then another time, they moved into another unit okay they all know they know the ropes all of a sudden they get a new lt they, they got new, they got new supply supply of men and they created their new platoon new new fresh new guys so got a new lt lt says we're going to go up this hill so the lt says we're going up this hill it's staff sergeant Sergeant first class and now the buck private who got promoted to fire first class he got promoted to fire first class you know, and then turned around and got promoted again because he, you know, because they didn't have a corporal, they were they they promoted him to corporal. they were not specialists. He got promoted to corporal, and because they needed someone a leader, and they moved, and they all went up the hill. While they're up the hill, they radio for artillery attack. Well, the lieutenant, the LT, mistakenly gave the wrong grids. The grids he gave were the grids where they were at. And they started shelling the hill. And as they were shelling, they were shelling where they were at. Everybody there, everybody there was getting wiped. Everybody there was getting massacred, pounded by shells. And he had to radio. I mean, it did its job. That's what the thing was. It did its job, but it killed a bunch of people. And a lot of people got killed. Then, also, back in Washington, Congress was sitting there You know so congress was sitting there talking about what are we gonna do at that time at that time when they were going to vietnam um john fitzgerald kennedy was the president at the time he was the president at the time and they had um they had created this brand new specialized they created this brand new mechanized specialized unit called um called called the um green berets Green Berets were guys that were specialized. Guys speak multiple language, guys speak German, French. One guy speaks um, Vietnamese. And you know, each guy has a specialized skill. One of, the, one of the guys in the unit, he was a weapons guy. Another guy was, um, was, a, was a mechanic, motor transport. Another guy in the unit was the linguistics. And then another person in the unit, he was the main, he was the medic, field medic. And today we still have that unit in the United States Army that is called the Green Berets and And they also which was a specialized unit the Green Berets were specialized These guys were the guys that did the dirty work. They were a small elite unit that went into areas that were heavy heavy fortified with VCs Vietcongs and the NBA's North Vietnamese Army Mainly Vietcongs because Vietcongs were built and tunnels and stuff, and built tunnels and stuff. And there's another thing. In the Vietnam War, there were some soldiers that were called tunnel rats. They got to label tunnel rats because what they did was these soldiers would get in with their 45, And they were crawling these tunnels with their, with their moonbeam. And they would go through these tunnels. And as they would go through these tunnels, they were looking for VCs, Congs. Because Vietcongs had buried themselves. See, because here's the problem. You're fighting a war on someone else's property. Like, their land. So they knew that land more than anybody else. And then one thing that actually happened, that this is, this is something that atrocities. At the time, Congress um, passed a bill, and they, um, they passed this bill, and they um, aligned with a contractor. Cargill, um, Mosantos, Cargill, Monsantos, Cargill, Monsantos and Dupont were the three were the um, were the three major contractors. They built a product called Agent Orange. The reason why it was called Agent Orange because it was a big barrel with an orange stripe around it, and it was a it was a um, a defoliant agent. It was a chemical that actually kills off the vegetation so that people could see in the jungle. What they didn't realize is that it had a long term effect of cancers. They didn't care about that at the time. They didn't care about that and here's what happened they they go out there and they would drop these barrels and they would spray it but in vietnam it was doing the summer it was doing the it was doing the monsoon season so guess what it rained so all that chemical was on the ground in the soil killing off the vegetation seeped up from the soil and the soldiers airmen's and marines as well as sailors would tre- that stuff and as they were trekking through that stuff they actually were getting that stuff into their boots and stuff and, they're, and they're in their hands and they were laying in it and all that stuff. And today, a lot, back in the early 80s, a lot of soldiers were capturing Agent Orange. Agent Orange was a thing, because the, US, cause the US, US Department of Veterans Affairs didn't believe that Agent Orange was some, was some disease. They were like, whatever. And then, you know, like nowadays we call it PTSD when soldiers were were coming back all crazy and mental they called it shell shock back in those days they didn't have it they didn't call it post traumatic stress disorder back in those days in the 60s they called it they they called it shell shock instead of post traumatic stress disorder it's the same thing just now we have a now we have a name and a classification cuz back then guys were shell shot cuz how would you feel if you're in the jungle you're you're in this war you're in this jungle and you're right ne- and right next to you your best friend your ride or die, your homie, your OG, your road dog person next to you just gets shot, wiped out, shot right next to you, and you're the only one alive, and you or your or your whole platoon gets wiped out, and stuff like that. People, I mean, and and it's just the you know, and then every time you go somewhere, you go to a Chinese restaurant, and you think the Chinese people are Viet Congs, or you see some Asian person, some Asian American, and what? You think they're Vietcongs? People were doing things like that. You know, a lot of people were just mentally some people couldn't survive in society, you know, because of the war and stuff. People couldn't survive. A lot of people had were were mentally disturbed. Now here's something that everyone I I when I was in the Marine Corps, <clears throat> I heard this horror story and I had to do the research on this one. Here's a horror story that I read. There was a unit called First, called First Battalion, First Battalion 9th Marines, out of First Marine Division. First Battalion 9th Marine. They called the One Nine. This unit was the most brutal unit in the Marine Corps history. They all got the whole unit got disbanded, and everybody, mostly everybody, got court-martialed for what they did. Their, their company CO had a standing order for them when they went into a village they are to they are to annihilate everybody people were going in there were killing everybody cutting off this is where it's going to get gruesome and dirty if you just kind of like you know squeamish i apologize but i gotta tell you and this is how the reality is they went in there they were cutting off people's ears cutting off people's noses doing genocide they were in there raping and murdering people brutally doing that stuff they were going crazy i mean literally they were cutting these ears off guys were drinking guys were just sitting there just getting psycho sid crazy you think of the worst person you think of the worst person who did mass murder or something like pol pot who did over there and over there in um, laos and stuff in cambodia how pol pot did over there in cambodia these guys were just like that but even worser. Well, I wouldn't say worse. so they were on the same scale. They broke the Geneva Convention laws and everything. They were just doing suicide killings. They were just massively just cutting up these people, taking the ears off, making necklaces and stuff. And when they walked out of there, guys were wearing necklaces made out of ears, necklaces made out of civilians, villages, and people. And then guys were sitting there taking their M16s and their AR M16s and M14s and guys were taking their 50 cows in the helicopters and stuff because the 5th, um, the, 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 the cab, 5th cavalry, the air cab, cavalry unit, 5th cab and all of them, the air mobility unit, they were the horses. Now they went to helicopters, which they were using the, um, the Bell helicopters, which were the Hueys. They were sitting in there just going through villages, shooting up the villages and stuff, just annihilating people, innocent people, because they couldn't tell the Vietcongs versus the regular people. Couldn't tell the enemy versus the innocent. They couldn't tell, so they just annihilated everybody. People running, kids, everything. And that's what that was called—the casualties of war. And why I say that's a war that should have never happened. It should have never been there. We lost a lot of people, and the U.S. military learned a lot of Learned from their mistakes. Do you know that during the um, during the time there was a thing called the Tet Offensive? The Tet Offensive is a it's a um, Vietnamese holiday. Where they where they where they did a ceasefire, where they supposedly did a ceasefire. North v, North Vietnamese, North VC's, North Viet Cong's um, made this deal where they where they where they brokered a cease where they brokered a ceasefire, so they can celebrate the holiday. So everybody agreed onto it. It's called the Tet Offensive. The U.S. Marine Corps were on patrol when they when all of a sudden in the middle of the night they were taken on heavy fire, heavy fire volleys of volleys of mortars and rpgs were coming down and they were just attacking killing a lot of marines marines were guarding the u.s there's an actual photo of marines guarding the u.s embassy where they were trying to get all these people and do you know that over in vietnam there's a lot of u.s citizens a lot of people over there that are american because soldiers airmen sailors and marines over there fathered kids over there but had to leave them because they couldn't bring them back yeah, there was a guy, he was, um, there was a story about a um, guy who was a Vietnamese guy. He, um, his father was a, was a um, his father, he was a, he was a Vietnamese. His mom was a, was a um, South Vietnamese, you know, local. And he, he heard the heard story, his mom told him the story that his father is American. He was born at the, um, he was born at the army hospital. His dad was a soldier, he was born at an army hospital, army medic, army field hospital, where he was born at, and he had a birth certificate, a U.S. birth certificate. He had a military birth certificate, and he had papers that showed that he was, that his father was American. He didn't know that. He was Vietnamese, he didn't know that. Well, years years later, during the early 90s, during the early 2000s, the guy was like in his kid was in his 50s and stuff he asked um he started he went to the state department he went to the u.s embassy in south vietnam and um and um south vietnam to south vietnam and he went there to the embassy and when he went to the embassy he he sat there and he told him i am an i am an american my my father i am an american my father is american i was born at the military a medic i was born at the military hospital here during the vietnam war and i was in 60 he said in 68 i was born that's when i was born and they were like here's my papers and he showed all the paperwork and they, they it was like oh you are a u.s citizen he was he had a, he had every he was born he was a u.s citizen he was a u he was a u, he was a national they called him and they tracked down his father. His father didn't even know that he was didn't even know that his mother was pregnant. She didn't he didn't know, but she was pregnant with him cuz she had his documents. And he said he he had forgot about that that he had signed the papers and everything cuz it was war. He said I was in war and he said I forgot, you know, it's been so long and he had a whole life of his own. He wanted to see his father and he was the oldest. Out of all his kids, he was the oldest. The old man the man said I didn't know. I didn't know. If I had known, I would. I would have tried to get you out. That's what I'm talking about. Casualties of war, things like that. And another thing that when I talk about the one nine, that unit right there, the first Marine, the first of it, uh, first, first battalion, ninth Marines, they were the. They were so appalled and atrocious that the Marine Corps had to court martial every one of them. Everybody got court martialed, and everybody was killed. Everybody was. You know, haunted by that story. Because that's something, like I said, that should never happen. And Macklemore, later on, later later down the years, I say about in the early, about in the late, mid-80s, a document popped up. A, a, um, a young document popped up. Like I said, about that guy who had the papers of the standing order. And it had papers standing from Macklemore. From General Westmoreland all those guys out there, those aides out there, they were just, uh, guys were, I mean, literally, if it wasn't for the USO, with Bob Hope and the USO and stuff, I mean, war is war. You know, there's things that should never happen. But due to due to the nature and everything, people realized that they were just number numbers. They were looking at the numbers. They said they were like numbers were getting low because people were getting we were killing. I mean, we were losing a lot of lives. Guys were coming back broken off. Guys were coming back, no legs, no arms. Some guys were coming back with um, one eye. Some guys were coming back blind. Some guys were coming back who can't even speak. Guys were coming back all messed up, maimed. Some guys were coming back all crazy up in the head. If you ever look at the movie Rambo, you know the movie Rambo, the very one, the first blood, Rambo first blood. That's what actually happened. Guys who were highly trained and skilled and weapons. These guys, that guy, John Rambo was a Green Beret. And And Colonel Troutman was his handler that's what they called it when in in war you have you are a you are a mechanized you are a machine they train you to do weapons in war and then you have a handler your handler is your co his handler was his co and that was colonel Troutman. he only answered to one person colonel Troutman. even though the war was over the guy still had the mentality of war is always in him you can take him out the war, but you can't take the war out of him because his mindset was programmed that way. He couldn't be touched. He didn't like to be touched. He didn't like, you know, he carried a big knife. He, he was just he was trained that way. That's how the military does it. They train you for war and combat. And then when you get out into the real world, like out here in out here in civilian life, people out here don't care about that. And that's something that's sad to see that they don't have this transition where they can help. Now, today, in modern era, they do have stuff like that. And that's something that I just wanted to let you know about. It's something like that that, that they're doing. They're better. The VA, the Veterans Administration Hospital, better known as the VA hospital, they are doing better by helping these guys. Because in the military, if you sit there and say, "I'm a little crazy," they'll say, "Suck it up. Suck it up, soldier." You're a soldier, suck it up. Sailor, suck it up. You're a seaman, suck it up. You're an airman, suck it up. If you're a Marine, oh, you don't even cry wolf because you know what happens, because you're a Marine. You overcome, you adapt, you do exactly what you are supposed to do because you are a US Marine. You are trained to, you are trained. You are to just suck it up and be a Marine. Nothing less and nothing better. You remember the core, remember the code values. It's free to core. Dallas. is Latin For always faithful to God, country, and core That's who you are You are a U.S. Marine You are not to sit there and go tell someone Oh, uh, um, I, I have PTSD No, you suck it up, you're a Marine Then you get out of the military And then all of a sudden You started acting crazy It happens That's what happens People started getting crazy in the mindset So And then you have these people that, get compl- that complain and get mad Now I will grant you War should never happen. And it should never happen. But I'm going to ask you this question. Here's the question that I'm going to ask each and every one of you out there that are listening. Just, just think about this. Then I'm going to cut this short because I can go on and on about Vietnam War, but we're not going to. It ain't going to make this no more thing. Here's the question I want to ask you. Would you rather have that war here in your neighborhood, in your city, in your town, in your state, in your country, or would you rather have it over there? Choose, think about that, choose. That's why the US military decides to do what they do. That's why that war was over there. Would you rather have that war here or over there? And modern era, technology and design, we're we're just asking, would you want the war here? If you do, let's get rid of our military, and then we'll have the war here. And they'll come here and destroy your city, destroy your town, Start killing off your friends and family, brutally murdering everybody. And that's the sad thing about it. It's it's life. And that's how life is. Murder is wrong. I'm a firm believer murder is wrong. But would you rather have the war here or over there? think about that. Hey, this is J.R. Brown with I Got Your Six Podcast, and I want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening to my podcast. Hey, if you want to hit me up, hit me up on my message board at Kansas City Hood Sales and Yard Sales. Go to the thing and hit message and just message me right there and tell me, hey, I appreciate you, I thank you, or hey, give me a shout out, and I will give you a shout out, all right? Right there. Oh, hit me up on social media. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, go to Marine Cookie 3381 That's my MO. That's when I was in the Marine Corps. I was a cook. And also, if you want to check out my store, go to blackblueelectronica.com and just check out everything you see there. You might might find something you might like. Hey, you never know what you might find. There's things in there that something that you just might need. Hit me up on Instagram. Go hit me up on Twitter. Go to JR Bell. If you can't find me there, but like, I can't find you. Go to tipzip357 at gmail.com right there on Twitter. You know what to do. Each and every one of you, I love you. I appreciate you. And by the way, Bravo 6 going dark.